Man, you know what my favorite uh, my favorite part about not about my favorite part about being laid off is what is that the money? everyone the the pride <laughs> no everyone is so surprised when you do anything or oh, really? or they're just expecting failure like what give me an example um you all for example uh i woke up when jess woke up today which was you know 7 a.m yeah uh and then um matt got back from his girlfriend's place and it was such an act of surprise of oh you're awake like d- just right. being awake was surprising enough but then you have it on the other side cam where you know of course you and i had this meeting scheduled for 8 30 and <laughs> at 8 31 you respond I had with an just 8:32. like you coming like because you're always on time you're always on time <laughs> and you're but you're thinking it's because to yourself, i set you at such a high standard cam <laughs> okay because i thought you, it, you miss it by a little bit see you interpret it different ways yeah, I you look at it as like, woe is me. I'm so, you know, whoa. life is hard. I look at it like my standards for you have not changed. <laughs> Are yours? Right? Because when you're showing up two minutes late, you know, sometimes I'm late. But hey, come on. Like you're a second, you know, you're a, you're a minute late. And then it's just the immediate assumption that like, well, he's not coming at all. <laughs> yeah. Just cancel my well, plans. I, yeah, but I mean, like, if you were to also text me at, like, if we said, hey, Cam, let's do a 10 o'clock podcast at night, and then it's 10.03, you're going to be like, this dude's asleep. Cam and like, fell asleep. 100%. Yep. No, yeah. yeah. There's no way he's awake. <laughs> so when I, if I said, Cam, how about I call you at 6 a.m., and then you don't pick up at 6.01, I'm like, there's no way this dude's awake. <laughs> there's no, I think that happened a couple weeks ago, too, where it was like, or it was it was something like I think we were doing a morning show not too long ago, but then you you called me when I was a, like I was going to wake up to be on time for the show. I think we were going to start yeah. recording at eight thirty, so I was going to wake up at yep. eight. But then you called me at seven with this like, "Hey, are we still on?" But like I charged my phone outside of my room anyways. And then you're probably thinking to yourself, "Fucking straight to voicemail." Dude's on a way. Here yeah, we straight go. to voicemail. This isn't going to work. You reach Cam LeClaire or Cam Osborne. I currently don't have a job. And what time is it? Exactly. I'm probably it's asleep. like, "Well, it's a pre- what <laughs> no matter what time it is, you can just assume I'm probably sleeping." Yeah, check. This is uh, you've reached Cam Osborne's phone. Take a look at your watch, and that's right. I'm probably asleep because that's that time of day. Leave a message. (laughs) I probably won't get back to you. That's my new outgoing. I changed my outgoing recently just to kind of say, "Hey, I'm probably not going to call you back." Yeah, I feel like it was like like unless you're giving me money, unless you're serb asking for money or giving me money. You know, I'm not calling you back. Well, I'm not giving it or taking it anymore. Yeah, money's due. Too bad. Money's care. coming in. Send it my way. Keep it coming, baby. Great. Well, that's a good intro. Okay, let's start. Off um, the- let's I'm- kick it. Continuing tonight on two season of pod. 96.7 on your. Okay, okay, okay. 
two season a pod, 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 two season a Fuck. I mean, I don't know what 40 weeks is, but I feel like that actually will kind of roughly possibly coincide with uh, somewhere between yours and mine birthday. Uh, yeah, we could try and schedule it for that. I think it, I, well, I mean, we're, uh, we, we won't have to try to schedule. I think it'll just kind of come up chronologically. Depends. Speaking. I mean, we could easily look at a calendar and determine that, no, but that seems like it takes a minute to count, of dead time. Then you have time. to count like one week, two weeks, three weeks. I'm sure there's literally internet tools like how far is 40 weeks from now? It'll be like now. And you're like, thank you, computer. You think so? You think the internet can do that? I'm certainly, yeah. Um, there's, there, I, what did I look up the other day? There was some test for something that I was like, I remember what it was. Um, but I did want to tell, tell you about my morning this morning because it was one of those crazy mornings. Take Darla out for a walk. No problem there. Starts to rain on me. Not great. Um, but then... She's outside just dicking around, just doing dog shit. Next thing you know, she's barking like, you know, like a bat out of hell. Just rah, 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 rah. And she never barks like that. So I go outside and there's a skunk with its tail raised in my backyard. Ooh. Yeah. First skunk. Yeah. And I've seen the skunk around here. It kind of loiters this neighborhood. But this is the first time it was like on my yard. Get off my lawn. Um, and I had to pick her up, bring her inside. And she was just like anxiety at the roof, like running in circles. Like, I want to kill this thing. And I'm like, I do too. But the Humane Society says elsewise. Elsewood. You know, you know, Cam, you know, I Elseward? think it's, uh, I it's, um, definitely not whatever the hell you were trying to say, but, um, I think it's a rite of passage for a dog to be sprayed by a skunk. You know, I mean, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you have had, I've had. God, we've had multiple skunkings. Oh, uh, I'm sure she across. will be. The skunk's not leaving, and we're not leaving, so it's just going to be a battle of the wits. Yeah, no, it really is. Oh, yeah, we've had. I've had multiple dogs sprayed multiple times, like the same dogs sprayed. And the, the more dogs you have, the more likely they are all going to get sprayed at the exact same time. You yeah. know, because chances are, if they're chasing down a skunk, all of them are chasing down the skunk, and the next thing you know, yeah. and you got three dogs. It's not like your one's house. going. This is a bad idea, guys. We should lay off. He might spray us. I learned this. My brother got sprayed. No, they're just <laughs> full bore. And you know, uh, you know. Oh, my dogs have been sprayed. You know, you. We lived in the house. 
together when uh, one of the dogs got sprayed. Remember that? Or were I, you living with, with me at that time? I don't think I'm. I might not have been. I, f- I feel like I would have remembered. I that. think maybe he moved out, but um, yeah, Molly got sprayed by a skunk. She was just like, and you're she not. Ran around. <laughs> and of course, you're referring to uh, Connor's ex girlfriend. Um, yes. She got sprayed by the skunk. Uh, and then kind of brought the smell over to the house. Yeah, very stinky girl. It was quite unpleasant. Um, and then after that, we come in. Maybe 10 minutes later, I'm plugging away at my computer, and then I just hear a boom, like something smashes against the window. So I'm thinking either I pissed off the neighbors, or I don't really know what else it could be, or Darla just ran at the door as hard as she could. Nope. Morning dove flew slams against the window. Then I'm just it's looking at me on the ground like what the hell just happened? And I'm looking like why are all these animals coming to my backyard today? Of all days today. Well, you know, of course. Well, just like two in like 10 minutes is kind of bizarre. Well, you know, spring has sprung. Uh, I guess. Yeah, there's the time of the season. You know, the time that people are, you know, or animals are unburrowing themselves and uh, flying back up north. But Cam, I think uh, in your particular area, sort of right across from you in the surrounding area where all these new subdivisions are. I mean, when when new subdivisions, new houses, new developments are put up, that that could explain. These aren't new. These have been here since the 80s no the one across it's like across uh university from you those looked like oh across yeah those those look like pretty new homes but as soon as you put up a new development that will you know uh relocate the wildlife that lived there um which ends up being a huge problem right i saw a coyote uh in the park that i play tennis at just about a month ago um you know because this kind of shit happens you know uh, people are or animals are forced out of their natural habitats the next thing you know uh morning doves are flying into your windows have you you know what a morning dove is um i'm going to assume it's a bird it's probably got two wings a beak Uh, it's got those feet that make them look like dinosaurs that's the Um, one i'm gonna the ones that sound like owls they go like whoo whoo Ooh, okay. I would love you know a, those ones. I would love a uh, no. I don't know bird calls. <laughs> oh, it's that one. Because I was swore there was an owl in my neighborhood, and I'm like, I we got an owl. Everyone just uh, keep Everyone an eye. Everyone, shut out. up. We got an owl. Everyone, shut up. And then I heard it like all the time, and I'm like, this owl is real active. And then uh, I told some like I was in a different neighborhood. I'm like, you also have an owl. They're like, that's a morning dove. They're everywhere. And I'm like, oh, that's uh, it's a morning dove, you dumb shit, you dumb subhuman piece of birds, of garbage. One time I was at a friend's house, and um, one time I think I mentioned something about birds. Like, oh yeah, like we, I went, I saw this bird the other day, and the one kid, it was uh, the two people that I was with, they had kids, and he was like, are you also a birder? And I'm like, I guess I'm a birder. A birder. A birder. What's a birder? A guy that likes birds and like likes to see the birds and identifies. Oh, that's a morning dove. Black cap chickadee. Know that one. I right? thought that was a uh, you know a, a bird enthusiast. Birder. No, it's a birder. That almost sounds birder. like it's a uh, you know devalu- <laughs> devaluing the entire thing. Yeah, uh, fucking birders this time of year. Um. I thought you'd find this funny too, and then I'll I'll get off my morning bullshit rant. I mean, of, I do um, find things funny, um, <laughs> as, as as you know. Uh, my name is Cameron Osborne, and I do have a sense of humor. I guess I'm I'm glad to hear it. Um, this one, so I want to look up right after the skunk came how to deal with a neighborhood skunk on Google. 
I'm going to let you guess when I typed in how to deal with nay, what popped up. Oh, now see, Cam, now I thought you would have had your Google search turned off. You accidentally typed how to deal with the neighborhood skank. And then uh, just a lot of really brutal torture porn came up. But I'm going to assume it wasn't that. Close. How to do deal with nay. Uh, so you got to spell N-E-I-G-H. Correct. Um, uh, how, do, how to deal with neighing horses. Nope. Nope. That's not on there. <laughs> not even close. Um, I'm never. I mean, I'm never gonna get you're, it. I think that might. You never my best. think about the the most common word after nay. Neighbors, maybe. Yeah, I thought neighbors. Yeah, how to deal with, how to deal I'll, with. I'll give, I'll give you this. If okay, no, I got, it, I, got it, I got, it, I got, it, I got, it, I got. It, okay, I got. It. How to deal with neighbors cucking me by having sex with my wife when I'm not home. Um, no, because that, that wasn't the most common one. No, no, no. Okay, how to deal with neighbors. Um, no, that's up. No, but no, if it's not if it's not about cucking, I really don't know what it would be. So what is it? So first one that came up, and this just tells you there's two sides of the equation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's really, yeah, there's there's really two types of neighbors. Of the course, first and, we, one, and we know math here. We know math here yeah. on the podcast. So of course... There has to be two sides of the equation. So the first the first one that pops up, how to deal with neighbors smoking weed Canada. Ah, yes. That that is the negative that is the Karen to the world. And then the next one is the regular people of the world who live beside the Karens. How to deal with neighbors that complain about everything. Because <laughs> you're like the top two, uh, the top two things yeah. right there, right? Oh, and it keeps rolling down. Like it's just a cycle. <laughs> how to deal with bark neighbors with barking dog how to deal with neighbors that complain about noise how to deal with neighbors playing loud music <laughs> like it's just rotating between everyone's trying to figure out how to deal with their neighbors because they don't like one of the two things they do they either make noise or they complain about it <laughs> they either make noise or they complain about the noise they're making well that's a good point cam you know i mean especially if you live uh you know you're in an apartment building or some kind of thing where you're connected to everybody else uh i mean i know there's some floors in my building where you step off the uh or you know or rather like the elevator opens and you just smell weed and it's like uh, would you want to live on a floor of a building that just constantly reeks of dope probably not right so you're eventually gonna search i feel like that's just um not ignorant neighbors but just like neighbors that haven't done enough research into being sneaky (laughs) you know what i mean being sneaky well just like finding ways to smoke weed inside that's not gonna dank the whole goddamn apartment up. don't dank it up maybe you should put up some informational graphics that said smoking weed inside I'm okay, brother. How how do you fellow teens do? Here's six tips that will make your house, the whole apartment, not smell like weed. Ooh, okay. Tip number one. What is tip it? Tip number one. Um, open your window. Classic. Classic uh, weed thing. Uh, just open up a window. Of course, the drafts and, take And no, open outside. up the window, but open up your door a little bit as well so it actually creates a vacuum going through, not just puffing up yours because if you just leave one window open the cold air is going to come in and not actually take yours out if you <laughs> leave the door open a crack it's going to pull the air right through oh, okay great tip number two number two make a homemade spoof 
I'm sure you've done this in the past. Um, I've, no, no, because those you've don't, never made a spoof. Those don't work, baby. Those do not work. You don't think so? They, I know, I know so that they don't. I need your pro tips then. I'm no pro at this. That was basically all I had. I said six. I lied. I would need to go on the internet. <laughs> okay, Cam. Uh, yeah, we'll work on this for next time, though, Cam. But, of course, if you are going to come up with a number, uh, you I did the said right thing. six. I no, was yeah, at you euphemism right here. And then you're like, give me the six. No, you, That's no, like saying. Exactly, exactly. Um, you did the right thing because, I mean, you could have said, like, here are the 11 tips. And then I would have grilled you on 11 yeah. tips. Uh, you did the right thing by saying six, keeping it the number low. But I'd say next time you make up a number to keep it even lower. Go, like, here are the three tips. Three tips. That Fine. way, when I grill you on them, uh, it's very easy to think. I'm going to grill you so hard next time you say, like, oh, and the other day, this lady said a hundred things to me. I'm going to be like, say the hundred things she said. Classic to me. Cameron impression yeah. right there. Uh, That's me. I'm Cameron. I don't have a job right now. And I just talk to the ladies outside. And who's, they say yeah, hundreds who's, of things. Who's, who's to talking, me. listeners? Okay. This is, <laughs> this is me talking right now. Are you sure? Who knows? We'll never find out. We'll never know which one of us. Is, we'll never know one of us is actually talking. Let's uh, let's move on with the show here. Let's get to some notes. Notes. We got some notes. We got some notes. 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 We got some notes. Some notes things from last animations? week. Uh, I think the word you're looking for is omissions. Omissions or animations? I don't know what an animation is, Cam. No, well, maybe I'd... you should do a little more research, Cam. <laughs> Oh god, I hope it's not something. Um the other day we were talking about the cost of sperm. I think it came up when we were talking about Camfella, the stud racing horse who had such a long career as a sperm donor, essentially, <laughs> with with children who racked up millions and millions of dollars in prize money. Um but when we're talking about the cost of sperm, at least here in Canada, it is illegal to pay someone for their sperm flat out. So Cam, you can't just put an ad on Kijiji. 20 bucks for you know a load that's not allowed as much as it might you, be, not be allowed but i'm still able to do it you're entirely. still i mean i guess you can still do it even and the thing though, is what if i put it on there for free <laughs> that's a good point you're not selling it that's just someone who's just taking sperm that's on your uh that's on your front porch um however what about you, on buns what about on buns can yeah. i trade it trade it for some ttc coins yeah um <laughs> it is illegal to just pay someone for their sperm flat out however if you go to a sperm bank in canada you'll probably be playing paying between 400 and 650 dollars uh for what for for a, a, a load for a sperm amount i wonder what how much they make you give like, like they must give a certain amount of milliliters like you need to fill up this cup well there are qualifications about uh you do kind of have to like qualify for being able to donate sperm like if you have they're, they're not keeping around the juice with a low sperm count no you know, i get there, that there is, i'm just there is i'm just certain, saying like, qualif- they have you, what, what are you yeah saying? but i mean there's just fluid right there's fluid versus sperm which is two very different mm. things Right. Well, I think, uh, yeah, we'll let the uh, we'll let the geniuses in Washington um, deal with, you know, the difference between sperm and semen, I believe is what you're. uh, Ah, that's what we're looking for. uh, The science podcast of the day. The science podcast of the day. Go back to listen. I think it's episode 13. All sperm, no semen. One of our most uh, viewed episodes on YouTube, which is incredible. (laughs) Uh, And who I I don't know why. Uh, It's it's almost like there's a buzzword in there, Cam. Um, Following up from the last week. Is LimeWire also torrents? Are torrents LimeWire? 
Um, how did that work? Of course, uh, LimeWire, we all remember, although it disbanded back in 2008, much like the show disbanded. Um, what is the difference, Cam? It's very complicated, but here's the, like, the, the kind of the Coles Notes gist of it. Really, it's a matter of how quickly these things are being shared. Torrent files are able, are able to be shared much faster because they don't actually exchange the files directly. When you download a torrent, you're downloading pieces of of the file from many many different seeding sources that then all come together as to one file on your computer where in a peer-to-peer LimeWire type system it is a direct transfer of data from one person to the other so I am if I if I wanted to download uh, let's say one week by the bare naked ladies it's Ben. Yeah, it's Brown. Um, and I want to download that one from you. I would go on LimeWire. You would have to have one week by BNL or Bare Naked Ladies, whatever we wanted to call them. And then I would be downloading that file directly from you. However, if I wanted the torrent of, let's say, Bare Naked Ladies Greatest Hits featuring such songs as It's All Been Done. It's Ben. Yeah, it's Brown. Uh, one week. Um, if I had a million dollars lying in bed just like Brian Wilson did, I would download. I believe it's just called Brian Wilson. It's just called so. Brian Wilson. I would it's about the pitcher from the San Francisco 49ers at that era. That's probably so wrong. We'll cover that next week. <laughs> but, but if I was downloading the Bare Naked Ladies' greatest hits, I would download the torrent file and I would connect with many different computers who were also seeding the Bare Naked Ladies' greatest hits. And instead of downloading the entire file from one person, it would be like you download half a song from one computer, half a song from another user, half a song, you know, kind of pieces of and the And then files. you're left with three halves, and you're not sure how the song's still And you're not sure itself. how the song is supposed to end. And then you play it backwards. It says, Hail it's Satan, been, Hail it's Satan. It's been, it's been, it's been. It's just, it's been, it's been, it's And then pretty much you end up with a faster <laughs> download because you're downloading from more sources than just one the kind of person. song is literally faster. <laughs> Uh, I'm Anthony Lug, I mean. Oh, that's going to be great for the fans at home. That's all we have for uh, for notes this week. Simple one. And amendments. Amendments was the amendments. word I was looking for. Okay. Not Adamson's or Adamson's. I think you said uh, Adamant's. Adamant's? My, so I think my family has a history of doing this. We say words because we're overly confident in everything we do. That we project confidence when we say them. They're not words. For example... My sister thought the word for uh, creditations was creditations. Okay, added, I kind of added a couple of D's there for some reason. Creditations, creditations. <laughs> cool, Cam. I mean, I can't blame you. You know, I'm pretty sure that English is not the first language of either of your parents. So um, the fact that you've made it this far, especially in the sales world, is incredible. Uh, it's it's a lot of bullshitting. It's I a can lot only of like, imagine dinner at the Leclerc table is filled with just bullshit, just and just uh, like defending for no reason other than like that was my point. You're like, are you sure it's right? You're like, that's not what I said. I said that was my point. It's like you need a Leclerc English dictionary uh, <laughs> when you're sitting at the family table and you're like, wait, what did Audrey mean by that? And you kind of flip yeah. through and you're like, oh, OK. And then, you know, kind of have like a little like a like a like a like a Coles notes just right beside yeah. you. What's the one that we get all the time there? Um, fuck for, for have you heard of the term vermin? Uh, yeah. Meaning, you know, kind of like uh, like you'd picture like a little like a little rat. Like a little or rat, like a yeah. mouse, you know, they're like a little vermin in, infiltrating yeah. your house. What's the other one? There's another one that he, he uses all the time for vermin, but it's, uh, I, I don't think it's an English word, but I've used it in sentence before. 
one of oh, those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. Uh, not going to come to Bell Rail. It'll, it'll probably ring my bell a little bit later. As they say. <laughs> ring my bell. Yeah, ring your bell. You can ring my say. bell. As they ring say. Uh, <laughs> folks, we hope you're really enjoying listening to the show. Um, had a lot of feedback recently about um, listening, to sh- the, listening to the podcast at different speeds. Uh, so on Spotify and I think other podcast players are able to um, control the speed that you play back and listen to us at. I'm hearing a lot of positive feedback, folks. And you should try this at home uh, on the Spotify podcast player. Bring the um, bring the playback speed to 1.8 percent. Uh, our voices are still intelligible. You can still understand what we're saying. Uh, however, the episode just kind of flies by. Three and a half percent. I don't even know why they have that level of playback speed on the Spotify player. I, see, I know why that's there, though. I use that sometimes when I'm trying to scan for information. You, so oh, you, I'm looking for a buzz for, for like work, for example. There's someone that I want to get a hold of, and I know they did a podcast. And I'm like, this is an hour long podcast. I don't have time for this, but I need to hear the word, you know, glycol dehydration. So oh, then I'll okay. go out three times and be like, I know the general section that he talks about it in. Just right there. Right? Man, that's going to make the playback speed terrible if uh, if we just kind of like shoot off nonsense like that. It's been Man, one week would be so much faster Chicken of China, the Chinese chicken You have a breadstick and your head starts ticking Watch next files and lights on We're done Maison I hope the smoking man's in this one Cam, this is the the unofficial Bare Naked Ladies podcast I was very fortunate enough where I remember one year um, Volunteering at Laurier uh, Stephen Page, lead singer of Bare Naked Ladies He came I was there, yeah He came Was that your first? No, you were uh, You were like a RA I don't know. I was something. Yeah, yeah I think, I think I was. you were a Don yeah. for low. I was a. I was and then a, uh, I was a OCA, volunteer. Yeah, off OCA. campus advisor. And, um, God, I just remember, you know, and it was like he has these little acoustic sets talking about his mental health, but didn't brush on the cocaine doing cocaine in Thailand, and that's what I wanted to know. It's yeah. like maybe we should. There should have been a Q and A. There should have been a quick Q and A afterwards, where it's like, okay, that's all great. Um, tell us about being a rock star because as a rock star, you've uh, you're privileged to you know certain things that others just aren't. You know, I mean, it's sort of like you have to live that life, and I think it's your responsibility to kind of inform those who will never live that life um, about how the cocaine and how what the quality is like in Thailand. You know, just something like, like what are you that. looking for? What am I looking for? I want to hear. Yeah, like, do you do it typically off the, the the strippers' bodies, or do you guys share it on a plate? Like, what are you looking for? Exactly. You know, is that um, you know, do you put a little bit of cocaine in um, like a stripper's bum hole, and then they take a little toot, and then like it puffs into the air, and then you kind of like like snort the air around you, like you're uh, like you're smelling for Christmas cookies. I don't know. The old morning skunk. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, it would have been nice to uh, hear some of those words, unfortunately. I don't think I'll ever get that opportunity again. Probably not. Um, One of my favorite Q&As from Laurier is when BlackBerry came to do like an Ice Week project, which is just like, we're going to give you a business case and you guys have to resolve it for us. And we're we're executives and we're going to listen to what you have to say. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Anyway, these aren't executives. These are like middle managers who are like, hey, we need someone to go to Laurier and like sit at a panel, blah, blah, blah. 
and look good for the community. And, you know, people come up with questions like, how are you dealing with Apple? And they're like, we're trying our best. And people are like, do you think apps are good? And then one person goes up and they're like, recently, 2006, you guys changed your suppliers to the fire, blah, 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 um, in China, where they had to put up suicide nets outside of the uh, facilities. What do you have to say about this? And they're all like, I work in Waterloo and I get paid not that much. And I'm not going to answer that question because I didn't make that decision. <laughs> it's like they're asking uh, Balsilli. What's it's- his name? Tim, Tim Balsilli, yeah. Tim Balsilli, like they're like Tim, like Tim Balsilli's there, and they're just being like, "Hey, Jim, not Jim, not Jim, Jim Ball." I knew it was something. I knew it was something. Old Timbo, what Timbo. a fall from on, grace! Timmy? What a fall from grace! He went from being Canada's premier level uh, technology whiz to nothing. Well, actually, that's not true. So he actually is the silent investor in so many tech companies in Waterloo. Yeah, I know, but no one cares about silent investors. I mean, I think it's almost better because no one can call on you and be like, what's going on at the Firefox branch of BlackBerry? No way. Tell me why. We want our face. You know, we want Jim Balsilli up there with his blue jeans and his black turtleneck uh, <laughs> telling us what's going are, on. What's new with the products? Are you thinking Steve Cook? I'm thinking Steve Cook. Yeah. S- Steve Jobs. Tim Cook? Apple Cook. Tim Cook. Steve Cook and Tim Cook. That's it. Steve They're Cook and Apple Jobs. <laughs> Apple Jobs. Come here Apple's to save jobs. the company, Cam. Uh, I got something here for you, um, which I'm very excited about because it has been a while since we received an email. Dear two C's in a pod at gmail.com. Stop plugging your email all the time. Nobody is going to write you. It's been a long time, I feel like. Of course, the inbox is always open. Two C's in a pod at gmail.com. Two D's in a pod at gmail.dom for any of the Dom sub-related information. Uh, And because, of course, um, we're a very charitable organization here at the uh, at two season pod of course i don't think the listeners know about um our bottomless piggy bank i will uh just so everyone just so listeners are aware of sort of how we fund things here at two season pod we have a room filled with a giant porcelain pig uh with his pants pulled around his ankles making him bottomless and that's where we just fill all of our cash and recently all of our shit coin cam you have kind of taken a uh, little portion of our bottomless piggy bank and invested in shit coin which operates similarly to bitcoin uh but instead of like a blockchain type of technology it's just a room full of shit it's it's uh it's over a lot of people's heads me and jim i call him jim yeah um jim balsilli yeah for the, he's a silent investor within shit coin of course well i think jim balsilli purchased the large uh like airport hangar in uh, in idaho um where we just sort of store all of this shit hoping that it will appreciate in value one day and let me tell you it has not i think the current shitcoin value is at about uh 0.07 cents Per shitcoin, um, but Cam, you look, have, you, look at the upside potential. You though. have I think done that's your market research, and you've seen uh, sort of where it can go from here. I'm 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 big on it. Interesting. I'm big on it. Interesting. I'm a big pump and dump guy. That's what they call it. Pump P- and dump. Pump and dump. Taking big. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, if we're talking shitcoins, uh, Cam. But we do need to hop onto this email uh, because we did receive an email um, with the subject line "Hello." 
which I love hearing Perfect. a subject line, by the way. I mean, it kind of cuts to the Hello. point. Um, is it me you're looking for? I mean, hopefully we can be them. From Lila Lucas. It's pretty interesting. We have, uh, in, in our past, we received an email from uh, a woman named Sophia Lucas, who was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, she, oh, left no. us a, she left us a mil- $11 million dollars. Um, because her and her husband had no kid. This woman's a, a big believer in faith. So, uh, oh, this one's from Lila Lucas. I wonder if there's any relation with you. Um, the email starts, May the peace of God be with you, my dear. Which I thought was really nice. Uh, my dear, I'm writing you this mail uh, to you with heavy heart, with heavy sorrow in my heart. This message mighty, mighty comes to you as a surprise, but I chose to reach you through the email because it still remains fastest medium of communicating with you. Please give me this little chance to explain myself to you. I would I would have liked to meet you in person before departing from this Mother Earth, but due to illness, continue to deprive me of the chance. But even if I die on the process of this illness, I will still praise Almighty God. My name is Lila Lucas. I'm a, di- I'm a woman diagnosed with cancer about a year ago. Immediately after my death, my beloved husband, who has left me everything he worked with and bank deposit of the sum of $11 million? Perfect. With my name as a legal, rightful, appointed beneficiary to the fund. But next of kin, according to the doctor, uh, they have no next of kin. Now, I can tell you, this one is a scroller. This one is a scroller. Oh, boy. Uh, Something about... um, uh, something about Jeremiah twenty two fifteen through 16. Uh, for all you God people out there, you can get up. Um, anyways, there's $11 million at stakes, and it will be my great pleasure to compensate you with 35% of the total money for your personal use, 5% for any expenses that may occur during the transaction. And while 60% of the money will go to the charity project, or better still, you can invest the total fund into your personal business ventures and make sure you assist the orphanages and less privileges and do other charitable works with the profit you will make from this business. It'll now, when my- they say profit, are they talking about bottom line or are they talking about the profit? Uh, they're talking about bottom line here. P-R-O-F-I-T. I think profit, Not of course, is P-R-O-P-H-E-T. And when they say bottom line, that sounds very similar to shit. Well, I think you said bottom <laughs> I think you said bottom line. I'm just uh, saying. Anyone else seeing the connections here? Maybe we should invest. It'll be my pleasure to see that the bank has released and transferred the fund into your bank account there in country even before I die here in the hospital. Because of my present health status, everything need to be processed rapidly as soon as possible. Please kindly respond quickly. Thanks and may God bless you. Uh, yours sincerely, uh, Miss Lila Lucas. Lila Lucas, God, oh, um, terrible to hear that you're going through such things. Um, do we think that this is any relation to, of course, Sophia Lucas? It seems a bit odd that, um, both of these women, same last name, both diagnosed with cancer, both left us a million, eleven million dollars, uh, for charity work. Uh, both have no next of kin. Um, I mean, this is fantastic. I think this $11 million should go straight to the shitcoin, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah, I don't see any reason to invest in anything else. I see no reason. But, Cam, I mean, I do have to say, you know, I've uh, I've been watching a lot of catfish lately. Ooh, and it tell me about of, it. It sort of seems like, you know, with uh, similar last names, yeah. similar amounts of money being given, similar backstory. I don't know. I don't want to be catfished by this, uh, by the Lucas sisters. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Um, I, we're probably not, though. I mean, that doesn't happen to everybody. No. We're it's, probably fine. Of course it's not going to happen to me. No, why would it? 
That wouldn't make any sense. Of course, it's not going to happen to us here on the podcast. Of course, if you do have any other charitable donations, to seasonspot.gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, whether it's about helping the community or, you know, just leaving a voice note. You have something you want to sell. Um, or really, you're just kind of looking for your 15 minutes of fame. Yeah, um, really, literally anything. Send us a voice clip. Send us an email. Send us, send us your latest song that you made, and we'll roast it. <laughs> we'll just make fun of you at yeah, nausea. We will we'll put you on air and blast. Put you on blast. Put almost, you on blast. Almost Don't make, even at me. Don't even at me. As well, except at gmail.com to season the podcast. Yeah. At me, just don't at me. Right, right. At us. Yeah. Don't at, at us, me. At me. But at us in, us. in, in the, uh, in the podcast. Yeah. Just subject line, it's been, and then whatever you want. Yeah, bam. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. You know how shit goes. I know how it goes. They're Canadian. They're uh, famous Canadians, as it were. Yeah, not many of them out there. Well, I guess there's plenty. Um, do you watch the Grammys? No, I don't care for Was that on or is it the Oscars? No, it was the Grammys, it right? It was. Yeah, it was the Grammys. I don't care for award shows. Nor do I. Um, That's about it. Yeah, I said read an article that said like viewership on it. It's like way down. I'm like, well, yeah, what do we expect? Like, of course it's going to be way down. No one cares about this. Well, yeah, especially something like yeah, whether it's the uh, the Grammys, the Oscars, the Emmys, the Golden Globes. It feels weird that everyone's always mad in every circumstance. Like, well, I mean, look, look well, at the neighbors, right? Uh, of course, well, it's either you're making either making noise or you're complaining about it. And so, I feel like any award show in the last in the last like three or four years, I feel as though it wasn't always like this. Maybe we weren't as in tuned with the world, but it's like the entire process is people mad. The nominations will come out, and then people are mad about who wasn't nominated, and then yeah. the winners are announced, and then the people are mad about those who didn't win. It's like no one's ever happy for somebody for winning a Grammy. Imagine that. Like you spend your entire life working effortlessly for something, trying to achieve your goal. You achieve it. And then the entire internet's just like, man, this guy can go fuck himself. Yeah, this guy uh, imagine that. Yeah, just like fucking gaslighting somebody like that because. What, what does gaslighting mean? Uh, like just kind of, you know, putting someone on the spot, putting you on blast. On blast. I mean, right? that's a good thing. them. <laughs> just directly atting them, uh, yeah. I think all of these, uh, all of these are appropriate, um, you know, kind of like things or whatever. Uh, but yeah, but it's like, do you know where it comes from? Gaslighting. I feel like that's a term that's come out in the last like two years. Be like, just try, try to gaslight me. Uh, yeah. Well, it's sort of like, um, I think in a cer certainly a lot of cases when there is, um, you know, certainly that we've seen in the past, however long where there's like an, you know, an, an accuser and an abuser sort of things but like why that. Why is it gaslighting though? Why is it called gaslighting? Yeah. I always like to get to the epidemiology of it. Like cat out of the bag was one of my favorite ones. Do you remember what that one was? Um, I don't remember what it was. Yeah. So the cat out of the bag was like a old story that they used to sell like an animal and they'd be like, yeah, there's an animal in that bag. And they were like, it's a rabbit. And then they'd get home and they'd open it and they're like, there's no rabbit. There's a cat in the bag. And then like the lie is out. So the cat is out of the bag. Oh, right, right, right. I'm going to yeah. say it. So comes, <clears throat> I'm going to say it comes from something like gaslighting. It would have to come from. I'm going to say it's like a book where, you know, it's like either 
like something famous enough that people started saying it and everyone knew what it was. Well, I know that like obviously it came from somewhere. I'm just trying to find like the actual term gaslighting. Yeah, like I'm going to say... Would, I guess you'd light gas on fire so then it's like there's a flame and then that's more visible. No, no, I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say like it's a book called Gaslighting where there's oh, like something happens in the Cash book. 22. And then something happens in the book and then it's like what that circumstance now we will be calling it gaslighting gaslighting uh, Just similar Jess and I like to say uh, instead of punching up a script We like to say mank it up after we watched that movie mank on Netflix and we loved it so much Yeah, uh, that's a reference. No one else is gonna get oh, uh, are you kidding me as 10? It got, it got 10 Oscar 10 nominations. Views? Yeah, okay 10 views maybe oh, of course. Yeah, you want to talk you want to talk awards uh, manks gonna run home with the Oscars this year who watched the Oscars anyway though nobody still nobody yeah right? there we go so how do I know how am I gonna know tell uh, me that I don't know you'll see something on BuzzFeed the next the morning the cat's out of the bag <laughs> uh, it could be something like that yeah we'll, uh, we'll we'll check into gaslighting for next week but yeah I'm gonna say it has to pertain to uh, what if it like, came out from that Dixie Chick song you know that one Dixie no there's Dixie Chick song called gaslighting gaslighter denier well, yeah, Nothing. I bet if you were to search the lyrics of that song, I bet you could find sort of the arena in which uh, gaslighting sort of takes place. Gotcha. See how many metaphors we use? We, the arena that it takes place? Well, that's from the Coliseum days. That's when they fought and they uh, they, they learned a lot about each other. Um, <laughs> oh, speaking of learning a lot about each other, um, that reminds me, here's the strain thought. What movie type is learn a lot about yourself? Coming of age, which is one of the three categories, bringing me to Buddy Cop. And Buddy Cop is the second Knight type. Night Rider. Knight Rider. I, I was thinking about it this weekend. Night Rider is a, definitely a Buddy Cop. Of course. But the, it's, it's not the cop, the buddy is the car. So it's oh. so spin on, play, spin, whatever. Spin on words? I don't know. Of course. No, it, it could be, uh, one could say it could even be the penultimate buddy cop movie. Or buddy What's cop. What's that mean? Uh, penultimate. penultimate, like the, uh, God, there's a lot of words on this show. Let us know. Two season pod at gmail.com. How many words are there, Cam? Penultimate. Be accountable. Means kind of the, uh, I would say, like the epitome of, like the uh, ideal version of something. Oh, okay. Um... You know, I think that's, that's what I would say, word. like the tip of the peak, like LeBron James is the penultimate basketball player in that he can shoot, rebound, pass, uh, drive the lane, defend. No, wouldn't he be the penultimate good basketball player? Because like the essence no, of no, a basketball player. No, no, I think it's player, immediately associated with the goodness of it. The best? Oh, okay, because I thought you meant the essence, because like the essence of a yeah, couch wonder, is having four legs and a cushion. But the penultimate couch would be probably the like one at my house, comfortable. The big giant one. Uh, comfortable, good lumbar support, one that could, you know, you stretch out your feet on. It does have the word that sounds like ultimate in it. Yeah. So that's a good, that's a that's good a sign. Good, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good sign of what the word is. Uh, and do you know why they say good sign? Because there's often signs that give you information. Yes. 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 Signs, the signs say long sign, sign, everywhere sign. Yeah, don't need not. Do this, don't do that. Hey. 
Who gives you the right? This is moving too fast. I had something to say like four thoughts ago, uh, and now I'm just <laughs> trying to remember what you the were fuck I was talking we about. Back then, okay, I'll do a little recap. Okay, um, we were at sign, sign everywhere, sign. Yeah. Rocking on the scenery, back in my mind. Yeah, do, do this, this, don't do, do that. that. Can't, can't you read, read the signs? Sign. Yep. From there, we said it's a sign because we said ultimate <sighs> is a sign of penultimate or whatever the word is, <laughs> and buddy cop is the penultimate version of Michael Knight's Knight Rider, which then, wait, then stem from, oh, that reminds me, there's three types of movies, Buddy Cop, Coming of Age, and that's where I'm lost. I don't remember how I got to Coming of Age. I learned a lot about themselves, uh, learn something about yourself, and yeah, that after that, it's gone. Yeah, I don't know where this thought came up for you. You were just oh, sort of brain's like, kicking uh, hard, the, the, man. The, the, the three types of movies. I know things. Yeah, Mr. Oh, penultimate. Oh, Mr. Big Words. I'll come up with, I'm going to come up with a dialect next week that you're going to be like, wow, Cam, your vocabulary has improved so much. Now, of course, Cam, when you say come up up with a dialect, you mean that you're going to invent like a little new language to yourself, uh, kind of like with a full grammar structure. Basically, basically because your vocabulary is so shit, it's going to sound like that to you. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be like you're speaking Klingon and I just have no clue what you're talking Mm -hmm. about. I'm on a penultimate. I'm a penultimate. That new Denzel Curry song, penultimate. Yeah, Denzel Curry. He's such a great basketball player. <laughs> okay, just I'm, like Robert Wilson did. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, lying in bed just like Robert Wilson did. Uh, okay, notes and omissions. Notes and omissions, everybody. <laughs> notes and hey, speaking of omissions, uh, notes and omissions. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. At Adam Missions, the book of Adam Missions. The book of Adam Missions, yep, right after the book of Job. <laughs> Uh, of course, in the Two Seasons Pod Bible, as we all know, we're starting to sell these. Um, they're pretty much exactly like, uh, like the the like the King James Classic Standard Christian Bible. They're pretty much the exact same, uh, but gays are allowed to marry. That's kind of our biggest uh, thing. Is that kind of like you open biggest up the Bible swap. and then in like bold lettering it says gays can it's marry, chill. and then you, yeah, it, everything's chill. chill. We're cool yeah. with y'all. And then it just goes into normal Bible, you know, and then, you know, and on the first goes day, into some God created theory, this. Yep. And then um, after that, talks about how the right wing um, should be pushed further to the right. Um, it gets very detailed on that, but mm-hmm. a lot of the same concepts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, very much the same piece of text. Just uh, just rewritten, Cam. Let's move on here with the show, because you brought it up. Um, when we are talking about the ultimate buddy cop um, you know, I mean, we think of, you know, you think of pol- traditional police officers. Of course, we are saying buddy cop. It can be detectives. I mean, hell, even um, even Sherlock Holmes is a buddy cop movie, right? At to some point, right? It's just a couple friends figuring out mysteries. And, well, no, uh, that's definitely a buddy cop because it has Holmes and Watson. That's what I said. What about ones that only have one cop, like, but don't have a car to go with it? Such as um, like a lot of Steve McQueen movies. No, there's probably a second. There's probably a second, or it's a coming well, of age, or it becomes a coming of age. But I mean, like in a sense, the car doesn't talk to him, but the car is the star of the show. Or it becomes then it becomes a coming of age movie. Then ah, okay. There's there's no second person. If Smokey had no Bandit, then yeah, it would just be a coming of age television show. But Smokey's got a Bandit. Starsky has a Hutch. 
So we just kind of avoid right. that conversation, Cam. But like we were saying before, um, you got into this because, God damn, it's just on your mind. So let's give you another uh, another edition of the Nightcap. The Nightcap, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. All we need is five minutes to recap this week's episode maybe less than five minutes but certainly not more than five minutes we're gonna need more than five minutes cam of course we um uh going through the uh going through knight rider season one of course we're talking with david hasselhoff 30 year old david hasselhoff by the way uh which is one thing i think was important to talk about of course last week we covered uh all the action um uh on the military base and of course, now we're moving over a little bit. So we're going to put five minutes on the clock because, as you know, that's all the time that we've got to do it, Cam. I got the first half for you. Uh, okay. I want Me you... Me and my timer ready. <laughs> Go ahead. I want you to picture a beautiful fall evening. Oh, are you starting? Can I click the time I have or no? not started yet. Uh, Cam, I just want you to bring yourselves back, and of course, listeners at home, bring yourselves back to a lovely Friday evening in the fall of 1982, because we have for you episode 104, Good Day at White Rock, Night Rider, 54321. We open up with a lot of bad guys counting cocaine at five in the morning. Very inefficiently, by the way. They had one scale and like three. I had no clue what their means of production were. But of course, you know, if there's cocaine at five in the morning, Michael Knight is going to thwart your plan. We then see Devin, who we barely saw last episode at a restaurant where, um, you know, we're eating classy escargot. So Michael Knight thinks to himself, hey, I'm going to order the classiest meal there is. Fucking cheeseburger. Baby, give me that cheeseburger. He asks for a vacation because, goddamn, he's just been working so hard. I mean, between this week and last week, I think there's some kind of gap where he's continuously doing missions uh, for Night Industries, but, like, we don't, like, kind of see it. It's kind of, like, off camera, by the way. So we're on vacation, yeah. um, and we want to go and relax and do some, you know, what, uh, and do some rock climbing. And what better to do, what better place to do rock climbing in what I'm going to call any town USA? It's got a nice little local market. They sell fish. They sell grubs. Um, and this is where we meet. Um, Carrie. Uh, she owns the local kind of worm and restaurant shop, which is a two crazy kind of combinations, uh, where we eat our second cheeseburger of the episode. Uh, Michael Knight must be pretty hungry. He's working pretty hard. Of course, Carrie has a little brother who's like eight for some reason. Davey. I don't know. There was like a 25-year age gap between these two possible. But hey, we've already taken one kid for a ride in uh, Kit. So let's take our second kid for a ride in uh, Kit. And let's get Chris Hansen on the phone because this does feel a little bit odd. Of course, the kid wants to show off the car but ends up getting beaten up by a local boy with a 35 year old older brother um with uh, something's going on in this town where there's this huge gap of time between people who are actually giving birth to kids um and this is where we find the dirty cop too there's a little bit of a seedy element to this uh town not quite a seedy because we've got a bunch of motorcycle clubs coming into white rock you know, they're clearly bad because they're drinking wine from a lambskin pouch. Uh, they're drinking driving. Hell, even one of them is a priest. These bad guys are so bad that they openly vandalize a van in the middle of town. Uh, and they vandalize the van of the bad guy in the middle of the daytime. Nothing is worse than beating up the bad guy. Um, of course, uh, after, you know, after this sort of beating up and distracting the van, we sexually harass Carrie and just try to steal a lot of shit from them. Um, 
Um, and but while this is going on, of course, Michael Knight is on vacation. He's rock climbing. Cam, he broke the first rule of rock climbing. Never talk about rock climbing. He broke the second rule of rock climbing. Don't rock climb by yourself. But when it's time for him to return, when he hears, oh shit, a lot of stuff's going down, he comes back to the worm burger joint and gets in a fight with the head biker uh, and gets thrown in jail like many other Knight Rider episodes before this. Yeah, after he gets in the fight with the head of the scorpions with a knife fight, the rest of the bikers swarm and smash his car during that time. But who ends up in jail? Michael Knight himself. Now, you know, there's no chance that we're going to end this episode in jail. So what is Michael Knight going to do? Call his trusty car, who is now in the impound lot, from his smartwatch, which seemed like old technology or new technology back then. But today's day seems like, yeah, of course you can do that. Um, these jails aren't particularly good because he was able to very quickly see the keys were hanging right outside of the jail cell, as you do, um, and was able to take out a spring from the mattress, take out some thread, throw the spring, hook the keys, pull them in, just like every good escape. Um, after that, there's a breakout. Kit breaks out of the impound lot, obviously causing some trouble at the local sheriff's office. From there, he has the choice. Do I get out of town or do I save this day? Because, hey, there's trouble brewing with these scorpions. He goes ahead and goes to the scorpions hangout, does the old switcheroo with the clothing to get some intel on these bad hombres. He finds out the biggest bike war on the West Coast is coming to White Rock, and it's with the road dogs. He gets out of there, but little boy Davey, the brother, isn't so keen and ends up going to the camp and gets kidnapped by the scorpions. Michael walks into the police office and tries to give his case saying, hey, we need to do something about this. Work with me or don't. But either way, this town's getting saved. <laughs> Heroically, Michael, Kit, and Lady go back to the, the joint where the uh, scorpions are hanging out. Go manage to save Davey, get in an absolutely fantastic car chase. And Cam, I don't know if you picked up on this, they jumped over a river in their car, completely destroying that car in real life because it landed on its nose. But hey, we're not worrying too much about that. They keep chasing him. They keep chasing him. He gets ahead of them. He pulls behind them. He goes all over the place and eventually flies down the road where there's a trap set up and you find out, hey, maybe that cop's such a good guy because he sets up a clothesline to capture the rest of the scorpions. The road dogs end up coming to town, see the pileup of bikes, and are spooked off because the sheriff is holding a shotgun. That's it. Boom. That was the five minutes. End that was concise. Of course, that was not. a lot of information packed in there. I think you're gonna need to slow that one down instead of going to one point eight speed. You might have to slow that one down. If you Whew. if you listen to that at one point eight, you're not gonna catch a single uh, a single second of it. So be sure to tune in next week when we're checking out episode one oh five or don't and just listen to us uh, listen to us kind of give us a synced recap of, of Yeah, all give the us action. your own five minute recap over video. We'd love to hear it. Of course, you seen gmail.com. Send us anything. Of course you wanna be heard on this show. Uh, and that's the way to make it happen. Overall, good show. Um, without getting too much in depth, I love that these old shows have no continuing storyline. So you walk into it, it's basically like they just made 50 movies. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, well, it's. I, I, I think it will come around back to the tech the tech company that was in that first episode, the X-Files operated in the same way where they would have like, you know, 22 episodes a season or whatever. And there was an ongoing storyline of the aliens, right? When you think about your typical X-Files and like the story of the lead character's sister being abducted when he was young. But then 
the episodes in between that are just kind of like monster of the week episodes. So, you know, you'd go, you'd have the episode about, you know, the, the, the shapeshifter, then the episode about El Chupacabra, and then you would throw in a, a plot alien episode. And then you may have three episodes without aliens and sort of following, mo- and you know, and they get shipped off all over the United States. And then we're back to the ongoing uh, plot and sort of, you know, it lets you keep a plot over an extended period of time. And, uh, you know, I mean, you have to fill, and you got to remember, I think, like, before... 1997 nobody like a 13 episode season that was unheard of no you you book you you book for 24 22 Mm -hmm. whatever it might be you have two seasons a year you know you kind of have your september to may uh, or you know sort of like whatever that arc sort of ends up being and then uh you know you got to keep it going you got to keep the shit on television don't know why you keep bringing this up cam but uh you know we did watch the X-Files with no lights on. We're down La Mansion. Hope the smoking man's in this one. Of course, the smoking man. Here. The smoking man is part of the ongoing plot of the X-Files. So when Stephen Page said, watch next X-Files with no lights on, bracket, smoking cocaine in Thailand. Uh, we're down La Maison. The smoking man's in this one, and I'm the smoking man. Exactly. You don't want to be the smoking man because anytime you saw, anytime you, in X Files you saw a cig- like a lit cigarette or an ashtray, you knew that something was afoot because he was, uh, for a huge part of that series, like the bad guy, the overarching bad guy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get ahead to the final game here. Uh, great recap, Cam. Let's uh, can't wait for next episode. I really can't. But we have a few headlines to uh, the plow through to figure out: Are they headline or are they again more asinine? Hey, hey, hey! Headline, headline, hey, 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 Headline or asinine? More asinine. There's lots of asinine in this show. Cam, how about you start it off? Okay, 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 okay. Pull up the... Should I have? Pastor who heals people by farting on their faces claims he farts the Holy Spirit. Wow. Um, well, this, you know, the, not, this is, uh, this is par for the course, of course. Um, uh, when it comes to religious ceremonies, people seem to be okay with, uh, maybe getting a little too close to somebody. Of course, you know, a if little a, bit, you know, or it'd be like, you know, you prick yourself with some blood and then you rub your blood on someone else's forehead and then they're like, I'm saved. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you kind of hear shit like that happen, but, um, but yeah, taking a little toot on someone. Uh, that would be something. I, I think my biggest thing for me would be where does it have to take place? Um, because of course, like getting like you know, if it's going right in your face, I'm really more worried about pink eye. You know, having all those fecal particles trying to flying through the air. If someone's like, I'll fart on your back, I would be like, eh, I'm not happy about it. Um, but I'll let them do it. My biggest question is, what do you have to eat to be expelling? Uh, the spirit of the Lord. I mean, of course, um, Jesus Christ uh, of Nazareth. Um, and by the way, thanks for calling yourself Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus it makes it sound Christ a little more like uh, you're from Lord of the Rings or something. You know, like, I am Jesus of Nazareth, son of Orthrak. 
the vulture. Uh, which I do appreciate. I um, mean, of course, as we know, classic story, uh, there was only a little bit of fish and a little bit of bread. And then Jesus snapped his fingers and um, there was fish and chips for everybody. Uh, so I think I wonder, you know, do you have to eat like a lot of fish and a lot of bread to truly like kind of encompass that spirit of the Lord? Um, I'm going to say this is from a country that I will never vacation to personally, but it's probably still happening. So I'm going to say it's a headline. This is a headline out of Limpopo, which is a South African province. Yeah, we guessed that and one. And this pastor, this pastor from the Sevenfold Holy Spirit Ministries, often confused with confused with Avengefold, seemingly has people lined up for months to sit on their heads, not on their face, on their heads, the side of their heads, and fart giving the Holy Spirit um, in order to release the Holy Spirit to its members. Um, not the most sanitary practice, but hey, you got to believe what's working for you. In the side of their head, like it's going into their ear? Well, some people want it on their face. Some people want it on the side of their ear, yeah. I'd want it in the palm of my hands. Then I can rub it all over my body, you know? Kind of like, like, like I'm lathering myself with uh, uh, the Lord. A little Lord lather. A little Lord lather. Everyone likes a little Lord lather. A little exactly. bit of Lord fluids. Okay, Cam, I got one here for you. Um, a uh, woman arrested for creating deep fake images of cheerleading team so she so she can cyber bully them. Well, that's a that's a deep cut. I mean, I the first question I have here is yes, she's cyber bullying them, but I feel like they were real bullying her beforehand because no one goes to that extent for someone they just don't know. So, am I am I team cheerleader? In most cases, and you probably saw the video of the two high school or the football players mouthing off to those two uh, MMA guys in the last few weeks. Do you see this? Cam, okay, well, I don't want <laughs> to hear about this, Cam. I don't, I'm not in tune this? with the MMA world. It's not MMA video. It's I guess I guess it is. You just uh, said it was. Two, like, these two jocks are at a um, like sporting event, and they're just mouthing off. be like, look at me, pussy. Look at me. And then they look at him, they just crack him with the right hand, take him down, take his back, then mount him and just beat the living shit out of him. So it's one of those like, be careful who you fight, because even though you're a big football player, um, you know, doesn't mean you can't get your ass beat. Back to this story. I think that girl likely was heavily bullied and was like, oh, you think you can bully me in because I can't like be cool. I'm going to get extra revenge on you. So that's a headline. Cam, that is a headline. I feel as though you may have misheard me uh, throughout the actual explanation of the headline. because Which I said, is typical. Which is typical. Nothing, you know, which is normal. But I said woman arrested. I didn't say girl arrested. Because, of course, this story is coming out of Pennsylvania where a 42-year-old okay, wow. mother created deep fake images of members of a cheerleading team with the purpose of cyberbullying them. Uh, the woman's name was Rafaela Spone. Possibly Spone. Uh, she's 42. Uh, she's charged. Spinone. She's charged with cyberbullying after making images and videos of at least three of the cheerleaders that made it look like the girls were nude, drinking alcohol, and in some photos, even vaping. Uh, she created. Uh, she also created fake cell phone numbers, which is easier than you think. I've tried it, uh, but not for a sketchy reason. She also created fake cell phone numbers where she would text many of the other girls on the on the team, urging them to kill themselves. After Jesus. many complaints were made, police took out search warrants and were able to track her down via her IP address, where they found all of these, uh, the posts, the photos, all the messages were all coming from 
her house. Now, here's the weird, weird part. Spone's daughter was on the same cheerleading team in 2019, and the girls who she harassed online were the same ones who are the daughter's friends today. Um, of course, the girls the girls weren't named or anything like that, but an interview with the daughter said, I don't know why my mom would do this to my best friends. Uh, charges are still pending. We don't know what's going on, but um, yeah, it's the dangerous world of cheerleading moms. I'm not surprised that cheerleading moms go crazy, but this is this is a whole new level. So this is sad to hear. Um, let's keep plowing ahead here because we don't we don't like to talk about revenge porn too too much. This is the second the time though we've said revenge porn uh, on this podcast today. So who knows? That could be the episode title. Who knows? Oh God! Yeah, I'm telling you what, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a lot of views if we title well, it yeah, that. Well, that that may outdo all sperm, no semen, and of course, I think it's episode uh, 18 is little boys underwear. Uh, that's also a very highly viewed uh, video of ours on YouTube and Pornhub. <laughs> follow us, yeah, follow us on Pornhub. Um, <laughs> we should upload our videos to Pornhub. Like, just it's just the audio with like an image, uh, just to see. I think it's a free. Like anyone can upload, right? I don't know. Maybe we'll look into this. <laughs> no screaming on roller coasters under California's new COVID plan. Oh, this one's tough. Of course, California, home of uh, you got Disneyland, um, you've got Universal, and I think uh. Star Wars? Not Star Wars World. One of the, like, larger worlds is there. I don't think it's Harry Potter or Star Wars. One of those kind of things, I think, is also in California. Um, now, this is tough because it does arise a lot of those questions going into the future. Like, I was thinking the other day, I was walking behind somebody, and someone puffed out a massive cloud of... They were... Well, they were... I, I think... I can only assume they were training for the Vape Durham Classic. Right. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, cloud chasing, too. Possibly cloud, chasing, cloud, cloud, chasing, cloud chasing. Cloud clout chasing. And I was thinking to myself, like, you should... Should people... Are pe will people be more uncomfortable of smoke... Of people smoking and walking down the street in public? Like, you can see the smoke that's been in their lungs, and now you see it in the air, and you see it coming towards you. Like, it's almost like this manifestation of all the things you don't want. And I'm sure if you were to kind of, like, put some vape smoke in these people screaming on roller coasters, you would just see, yeah, all the smoke going in everyone's face and their eyes, and it is truly not safe. How do you stop people from s screaming... I don't know. I think at a lot of these parks, you need to wear masks anyways. Um, so screaming under your mask is just kind of akin to breathing or speaking under your mask. I'm going to say this is asinine. No, this is a headline. This is a headline under the new California Attractions and Park Association rule, which is backed by California, essentially saying they want to spread the limit of the coronavirus, of course. Uh, and because reopening guidelines are setting that these places such as Disneyland, Universal Studios, and Six Flags could open a limited capacity within the month, they have to change some of the ways they're doing things. And included that is please stop screaming, stop having fun, and stop living your best life. Anyway, that is all. I don't think I'm a screamer on roller coasters. Uh, or I'm more of like a woo kind of guy. I'm a wooer. I'm not an ah. You're I'm a wooer a woo. for sure. I like roller. I haven't been on a roller coaster in some time, but God, do I uh, do I like riding them? Cam, we have another headline here for you. Atlanta lottery winner dies after gold plating his testicles. 
This one screams ass not all around. Um, gold plating your testicles. I could see you trying to get like bling for your junk, but gold plating your testicles just doesn't. I don't even know how you do it. I don't know why you do it. I, it's kind of cool, but I'm gonna go ahead and call ass on this one because this one just doesn't make any sense. Cam, it makes a perfect amount of sense. It is ass nine though, but it does make sense. How do you how do you gold plate your nuts? Oh no, I picture like a it's almost just like a permanent scarf. <laughs> That's what I kind of pictured. I kind of picture you know you kind of get like a like a gold mold of your balls. And then kind of uh, like grills, basically. Yeah, that's what I kind of pictured. All right. Well, uh, tell me this one, Cam. <laughs> you know, a little Ohio, no Ohio. Texas man pleads guilty to cockroach fighting. Cockroach fighting. Wow. Um. Now, I could see how this would be a headline, of course, just because I believe that any sort of underground gambling uh sports you know betting is illegal so that's where the fine would be but really like i i would be i would want to get in on the cockroach fight because i feel like dog fights i'm off that's off for me controversial i'm gonna say no i mean i was a huge michael vick fan until i found out he played football um and cockfighting similar you know what's the uh you know you know i mean it's you know we're watching these things but cockroaches go at it i mean god these have to be big cockroaches do cockroaches Cockroach. fight are they similar to our naked mole rats from the other week where they're actually prejudiced towards each other um due to you know the way they look like one cockroach is like hey you have uh you've got a different color shell than i have you know and then one's like hey 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 gabagool um, I'm going to say it's a headline, but not because the cockroaches were fighting, but because of the illegality of having like an underground fight arena. I like your train of thought. Um, I would say that probably is the legal part. I doubt they ban any type of cockroach fighting, but this one I made up. It's a, it's asinine. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, yeah, that, that was kind of where I was, I was like the other side, you know, it's like, yeah, the cockroaches weren't the illegal part. It was the, the uh, cockroach. the gambling part, which was legal. Cam, I've got my, All right. uh, is this my final? This is the final headline here for you. Yes, sir. Let's hear it. Um, here we go. High or no high. Um, what was the other one? Baloney. Bologna or salami? Bologna or salami. Um, Oregon DUI suspect had a record-breaking 0.77 BAC. Did it say suspect? Suspect. Oregon DUI suspect had a record-breaking 0.77 BAC. Oh. Blood alcohol content. So the limit content. to be... Yeah, I'm trying to think what the limit is. Like 0.05? Uh, well, I mean, I this, this, like, this, like, this is your, it's, it's this is your moment like, for deliberation, Cam. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not okay. Gonna, so I, I, I believe I believe the current limit is like zero point zero five or like eight. I think it's eight right now. Like five to like within five to eight, you get in a little bit of trouble. After eight, you're drunk. Seven point seven seven means that almost a percent of your blood is in alcohol, which basically means that he must took a shot right beforehand, blown the breathalyzer, and they're like, "Yeah, we're almost reading a hundred percent here." Um, so I think if you actually looked at like you took his blood work, it'd be much different, but because he probably was like swigging on the bottle as they spoke, 
that's going to impact it a lot. So I think it is pretty realistic. It's just not the way you'd think it is. Not like he was so drunk he did this. It was because he literally had booze in his car at the time and was swinging like moonshine as he drove and was also very drunk. Headline. Cam, this is a headline, and follow me on this one. This is a story out of Madras, Oregon, where police were able to obtain a vehicle after a hit-and-run after a short, uh, very slow-speed chase, apparently. This happened at around 1 p.m. in the afternoon when a traffic camera caught a car running off the median, hitting a concrete barrier, and then scurrying off. Um, When he was apprehended, uh, obviously drunk, he was brought into the police station for a blood test where this person had a blood alcohol content of 0.77 blood test which is nine times more than Oregon's legal limit of 0.08 not only but to add insult to injury he had a suspended license God, like your day could get any worse. But more importantly, Cam, like I said, this is a new, this could potentially be a new our, our s- new goal state. This was a new state record for the state of Oregon. Back in December of 2007, a woman was found comatose behind the wheel of her car with a BAC of 0.72. Cam, in case you didn't know, in most cases, a BAC of 0.4 or 0.5 could be considered fatal. According to Rutgers University, a BAC of 0.55 would require a 100-pound person to consume 10 alcoholic drinks per hour. So if you drank, Mm. if you had 10 shots in an hour, you were 100 pounds, Cam. Of course, I know you're kind of creeping around that 200. You would probably need about 20 shots. If you had probably 16 shots. In like an hour. In 60 minutes. You would have, uh, you could be creeping up on that fatal level of BAC. And just for the record, the highest ever recorded blood alcohol content was a case from 2005 in Bulgaria, where a 67-year-old man had a recorded 0.914 BAC. Legend. Legend. Is he alive? I, I, if you're drinking that much at 67, yeah. that was 15 years ago. I mean, he'd be 82 now, so I'm going to say probably not. You never know. You never know. Let's find him. Let's find him. Couldn't find the name on him. Get him on the pod. Get him on the the podcast. We'll love to hear from him. Two seasons pod at gmail.com. And that is all the time we have for this week's show. Thanks for listening, folks. Of course, you can rate, review, like, and subscribe to podcasts everywhere. Two seasons pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we all hope that you enjoy uh, the rest of your week. Lovely. Well, folks, stay tuned for next week. Have a great start to your week. And never forget, the average person will spend about six months of their life waiting for red lights to turn green. I'm Cam LeClaire, signing off. Take care, folks. Tonight on Two Seas in a Pod. 96.7 on your... Two C's in a pot, 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 two C's in a